Hi, this is Sean Kelly. I am with AllegianceService.com here as the co-host of Grassroots Marketing on Cannabis Radio, broadcasting from MJ BizCon 2023. And I have with me the most incredible commercial officer, incredible rich tech history that he brings to the table to the cannabis space, going back at least two decades, Jesse Shannon. It's great to have you here. Thanks so much, Sean. It's good to be here. Great to have you, sir. So, so, so you're here with the Cannabis Co. Company, yeah. which is just a huge, massive retail presence in the cannabis industry. I mean, really, you guys are the front line that deals with the customers. And I know that you're here, uh, you know, getting asked on a few different topics. One of them being like New York and like how that's all coming together. What's the cannabis doing? Yeah. So look, New York is is sort of home office for us, right? So we were a New York-based multi-state operator. That's kind of what we were known for. We had the really sort of widely publicized acquisition of the large greenhouse uh, out in Riverhead a couple of years ago, the Vanderwood and Greenhouse. So we, we've always been the company that was betting on New York. And then New York started New Yorking itself. And we ended up where we are right now. But the, the good news is we finally have some clarity. So, you know, coming over the next couple of weeks, you're going to start to see uh, adult use uh, transactions from ROs beginning. You're going to see safe product uh, flooding the market produced by these these large facilities, which I think is incredibly important. Uh, you know, as a New Yorker, it's been a bit, I think, disappointing. I, I love the efforts to try to create a, a diversified and meaningful uh, operation in New York so that more people can participate. But the lack of a predictable supply chain has meant that we're seeing a lot more illicit and potentially dangerous product that New Yorkers are consuming. So I think the most meaningful thing to happen in December of this year will be a, you know, a significant increase in the capacity of safe and well-manufactured and produced product coming into the market uh, that you know, we, we don't, people don't have to take a gamble anymore on what they're putting in their body, which I think is a really important sort of moment for the, the process. So we're, we're standing by, we're ready to operate either as an ROD or an ROND, you know, sort of TBD on what the decision there is, uh, whether we'll be doing uh, uh, retail uh, as well as wholesale or just wholesale. Uh, but we're preparing for both outcomes, and so we'll be ready in, in the next week or so to, to start participating in the market. Wow, that's that's incredible. And I know that like you know a big theme this year that maybe just dovetails right into this is the brand partnerships that you guys come up with. You know that have those safe products that keep yeah. the, that that high level of quality. The customer can experience the same experience again and again over that specific thing that maybe they found that you know was a cannabis co endorsed product you know that's uh um can you speak to about about partnerships and, and like how how those are coming into format with this yeah you know we early on we were dedicated to to partnerships we sort of took the contrarian point of view on those so mm -hmm. i remember when the tyson team wanted to launch tyson as a multi-state brand and they went to a number of operators and uh adam and chad and and you know the team came to me and they actually, it was really funny. It was actually at MJ Biz a few years ago. And they said, why don't you come to lunch? And I showed up to Javier's and there's Mike. And you're sort of looking at somebody who was, you know, a childhood hero. <laughs> and you're also terrified to say no. And I, didn't think, <laughs> I think that was definitively part of the strategy. You know, we, I sat down with them and a couple of things sort of uh, jumped out at me really that I think were very meaningful. If you think about our industry's opportunity to expand, we have to talk to more audiences than we've historically talked to. 
And we have to find brands and personalities and ambassadors that resonate with those different audiences. And I think, you know, when I, when I looked at the Tyson situation, I said, wow, okay, so this is a person who genuinely believes in the power of this planet. They integrate it into their life every day. They will say in any interview, this is one of the things that's made them a better version of themselves. Um, and so that authentic conversation is going to resonate with an entire segment of consumers that have no interest in listening to Jesse Shannon, right? Like, let's be honest. Like if I got on an interview and said, hey, you know, this product is, is this, or it does this, or it, it means this, that does not resonate the same way as it does coming from Mike, who has lived it, and this is his truth, and he's sharing it, and uses it every day, and just reaches a completely different segment of consumers. When we went into the potential Cresco integration and ultimately moved away from that, one of the things that we dove right back into was our belief that if you put the consumer in the middle of these decisions, it's kind of hard to make the wrong decision. And so, <laughs> they, you know, brands resonate with consumers, and what we want to do is build a platform that these brands can ultimately take advantage of to move into these states. And we're focused on launching partnerships with brands that we think either have sort of novel or creative approaches to products. So different formulations, different methods of consumption that we think will resonate with the consumers or, and, or they may also have this stories that are unique and that are specifically targeted at different consumers that are you know potentially going to over-index into the new addressable market as things move forward. Um, so that's what we look for is authentic brands that have great stories to tell that have great products. And then we can become a platform for them to build upon. And so I think it's, look, it's a theme that you're hearing at the, the conference this year is a huge focus on, you know, maybe we should all be trying to do a little bit more together as opposed to apart to, oh. to help build this industry. Um, you know, at times it can be difficult. It can be a bit contrarian because you're going directly into the headwinds of the pressures that are coming from the finance side of the business of, you know, forcing verticality and really thinking about a world in where, you know, your first party share of shelf is, is, you know, significantly larger than third party. And that, and that may or may not be the case from a market to market point of view. But I think if you find the right partners and you present them with the right flexible and adaptable models from a financial point of view, there is there is a path forward here where multi-state operators should be taking brands like Butter Cake, which was a social equity legacy operator, uh, mm -hmm. Matha and her team that started in New York. We brought them into Delaware. We're bringing them into multiple markets. That's a great story, but so are some of the larger national brands like an Arrow that we just announced last week. That mm -hmm. are just they're just great brands that do something really interesting that consumers love, and it's like great. We shouldn't be threatened by that. We should be focused on bringing that into as many markets as possible. So that's, look, that's our stance on brands. We, again, it's, I, I think we've been some of the more aggressive operators with regards to pursuing brands and bringing them across multiple markets. When we did Tyson, we launched 10 markets, I think in under a hundred days. So we, we were just, when we say we're going to do it, we're all in and we're going to focus on doing it as aggressively as we can. And I think that's what you're going to see from us over the next two quarters. It's pretty wow. brand expansion on the world. Watch out. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So, so, uh, so these brands that you, you know, doing it so many times, you've seen, you know, you, you with your reach have had the opportunity to, to learn, okay, yay, that's what we don't want to do with a brand. Yes. This is what we do want to do with a brand. And, and, and I imagine that all that learnings and everything has created a, a great team of people inside to really make those assessments and, and, uh, diligence to determine like what's the best, best product to consumer fit. Like if you want to yeah. target me, you could probably analytically come up with the perfect brand and the perfect 
uh, product that I would I would I would enjoy for my demographic, right? So, so, so I think that's part of it. But I think the other thing is, as operators, we have to challenge ourselves to provide environments that those brands can thrive. Uh huh. So it's almost a bit like an incubator model, where you say, "Hey, you're great at something right now, and that's that's awesome, and we want you to continue to be great at it." We actually think you could be great at many things. To your point, so the data is pointing towards these additional formats or these additional things that may be attractive. Let us help you to get there. So whether it's internal creative services or business ser- services or you know a data science team that's that's sort of taking that noise in the data and and pulling out insights that are going to be meaningful to these brands, um, you know compliance and operations and cultivation and manufacturing expertise, we should be sweating that platform in a way that I think is more collaborative with these brands than historically operators have been uh-huh. and so for us you know whether or not we can fully get there to like really acting as an incubator to help build these brands that the internal team has heard it loud and clear for me that is the charge so if we say that we're going to partner with someone it's not just enough to leverage their name to sell more product we have to be doing things to help them expand their brand across the markets and so that i think that's how we win right i mean it's it's when i'm talking with these brands this year you know, some of them have asked me flat out, what do you think is the best strategy for a multi-state brand mm-hmm. moving forward? And I said, just survive till mid-25. <laughs> if you, there's going to be so much attrition and yeah. there's going to be so much turnover. And honestly, it's, it's a bit sad. It has to do with timing of regulatory and other things that have put pressure and the inability to fundraise. And we see, you know, the collapse of Herbal in California and what that did. That was an extinction level event for dozens of brands in California, right? Yeah. Um, survive. So get to mid-25 get through 24 and into 25. And I believe we are living in a fundamentally different world when it comes to capital markets, when it comes to federal regulatory, the repeal of 280E, a number of things that will happen. Your brand will look very different Mm. in 25. And then my advice to you is go raise money and now become your own thing onto itself. Participate in sort of a shared economy of co-manufacturing or co-cultivation or anything like that, as opposed to what can you give me to put in my packages this month? And if we can help the brands move into that model, you know, there's a little bit of short-term pain and medicine that we have to take as an operator to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think if we do that and we do it and we help the right teams and brands, in return, they will become long-term strategic partners of us that help to fully utilize these incredible facilities that we have across the country. So it's sort of a bit of like, let me help you get there. And then you've got to help me to get to where we should all be going. And if we can if we can strike the right partnerships, I think this industry has a chance of doing something pretty special. You guys, that's amazing. I've got to say the cannabis company, formerly Columbia Care, is here to be the cannabis warrior and keep and really evolve this industry. I've watched it go from the last seven years to to where it is today and to believe you know, to hear that the the caliber of uh, of intelligence is being applied to this space to help it evolve to the next level is amazing. Thank you, Jesse. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's great to have it's you. It's good here. to see you, man. Yeah. We'll do it again sometime. Once Perfect. we get through a couple more hurdles here. There you go, brother.